and numbers, violent crime nationally for each of your states. Keep in mind, this statistic shows what is the combined rate of homicide, rape, robbery, aggravated assault, the year 2022. On the national level, the rate was 380.7 offenses per 100,000 people. In California, meanwhile, the rate was much higher, 499.5 offenses per 100,000. In Florida, lower, 258.9 offenses per 100,000. Governor Newsom, let me start with you. Your numbers are way higher than the national average. How do you explain that when safety and security, I would argue, is a prerequisite for the pursuit of happiness? Well, I couldn't agree with you more. We're near 50-year lows, down 55% violent crimes in the state of California from the 1990s. And I want to compare and contrast that with the issue in Florida that you didn't mention, and that's the murder rate. And let's broaden it more broadly. The issue is seven out of the top Those numbers 10, were part of the murder rate. Seven of the top 10 murder rates in the United States of America are red states. He has a 66% higher gun death rate than the state of California. He has a higher murder rate. All right. So, first of all, <laughs> um, can I give credit where credit is due? Gavin Newsom is incredibly slick on his feet with manipulating the facts that support the claim he wants to make. He's incredibly facile. He's very good at avoiding the question and giving you something that sort of seems like it's relevant to the question but doesn't really address it and framing or slanting the information in a way that seems favorable to him, which is exactly this is on full display. And by the way, that is a skill. That is not easy to do, okay? And he's pretty good at it. Now, of course, if you actually happen to listen to the questions or know the information or use logic and reasoning professionally, and I do, uh, then you notice. But, like, this, this is a great – look, violent crime, and he gave the examples of which kinds of violent crime, in California, double the per capita rate as in Florida. So it's not the mistake of aggregate numbers because California is bigger than Florida, of course. It's, you know – the per capita rate. It's 500 in California, and it's 258 per in uh, Florida. And the U.S. average is 380. And Gavin Newsom says, oh, yeah, but it's 50% down since the 90s. Yeah, everybody's down since the 90s. <laughs> I mean, that's not relevant. Why is it still double the rate in Florida? And why is it 50% higher than the rate in the entire United States? Meanwhile, Florida is, you know, 50% below the rate in the entire United States. So he doesn't answer that question. Instead... He comes back with the, uh, well, you know, the murder rate, the homicide rate is higher in Florida. And, and it is. It is. Now, he said 60%. It's actually about 16. I think he just mixed up his numbers, but, it, you know, whatever. Uh, it's like seven per in Florida and like six per. I think the base rate is 100,000 is what they're referring to. Uh, it might be even higher than that, but I think that's the number. I was looking it up on the CDC web, website last night. So it is a little bit higher in Florida. That's right. But if you include all of the violent crime... It's wildly higher, double in California, and that was the point of the question, which he doesn't ever come back to, doesn't explain, doesn't answer. So, and he keeps, again, reinforcing throughout the debate, well, the murder rate, well, the murder rate, well, the murder rate, which is barely higher, though it is, is not the most relevant issue. Right. It's all the other stuff. And so they go on about this violent crime comparison. You may spend a little more time back in your home state and address the murder and gun violence in your own back. So this DeSantis. is this is the slick politician. You put up the rates. He has 500 per 100,000. Florida is 250. 
So that's almost twice as much. And he's trying to spin that to say California's doing good. People are leaving California in droves, largely because public safety has collapsed. Uh, they have, I mean, it, you, you go, when Californians come to Florida, one of the things they'll say, it's almost like an out-of-body experience. They can go to the store get toothpaste off the shelf, pay for it, and leave. Because in a lot of these places in California, everything's under lock and key because they basically legalize retail theft. They have chosen in California to put the interests of the criminals over public safety. Yeah, and we all know these stories. We have seen the reports, and the way California has failed to handle this is dramatically different from the way Florida, when it has seemed to crop up a little bit, has very successfully handled this. So this was kind of the general tone of the debate last night. Um, a lot of bickering, a lot of dumb sound clips that don't really mean anything that you're going to hear on the news a lot, unfortunately. Uh, a lot of over-talking of each other. It wasn't all that productive, generally speaking. But the parts where you could isolate it out where there was something interesting being said, on the facts, DeSantis won handily. On the presentation and the likability scale, it was a draw maybe favored Gavin Newsom. So does this benefit DeSantis? Maybe a little course time will tell we got primaries coming up soon 616 news radio 92.3 transgressors memorial service comes up next the early service jake's got traffic on the fives we're looking good out there so far this morning chase street gregory street garden street palafox all checking in clear all exits off i-110 and 10 are clear uh, this morning not showing any slowdowns on pine forest or in car city 98 through gulf breeze and navarre is flowing smoothly and also highway 90 through milton and pace uh, clear to scenic highway if you have any info to report this morning text 437-1620 this is news radio 92.3 informative local dependable Now it's time for another tip from ADX Digital, your comprehensive digital marketing partners. Do you know the impact video has in the minds of your future customer? In today's world, the average person consumes up to six hours of video a day. That is 25% of their time. If that large of a segment of their day is spent watching video, what's your company doing to create consumable content? Does your marketing and advertising strategy reflect appearing where they're watching this content? If it doesn't yet, it will soon. We are ADX Digital, and we help businesses leverage the power of video by putting brands just like yours in front of consumers using a wide variety of video marketing strategies, including social media mirroring, OTT, Amazon, video pre-roll, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and more. Ready to learn how we can do this for you? Email me today at connect at adxdigitalmarketing.com. That's connect at adxdigitalmarketing.com. ADX Digital, your comprehensive digital marketing partners. Marcus Point Baptist Church invites you to a Christmas celebration for the whole family. The spirit of Christmas has been a Pensacola tradition over the past 30 years. This year, our special guest will be Joe Kennedy, the praying coach. While we're celebrating, your kids will have a blast with our kids' ministry, plus a free meal for the whole family. It's all happening December 10th at 10 a.m. at any of our three campuses in Pensacola, Beulah, and North Pace. For more information, visit PensacolaChurch.org. The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like C-Max Materials, GE Wind Energy, Pensacola Bay Oysters, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. This is Lewis Fair, wishing you a safe and happy holidays. 
please don't text and drive or drink and drive. Well, in a few weeks, Cat Country celebrates their 20th anniversary. And on behalf of the Apple Yard Agency, who's been around over 60 years, we want to wish you the happy anniversary and the best holidays possible. We love our partnership with Cat Country. This is Will with Hill Kelly Dodge wishing you a happy holiday from our family to yours. Hello, everyone. This is Austin Price wanting to wish you both a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from News Radio 92.3. Merry Christmas. News Radio 92.3. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today for the Transgressors Memorial Service, remembering those who have transgressed against the great spirit of inclusion and must forever be cast into the abyss of dead names. Let's join Brother Andrew, remembering those who we have lost. The first remembrance this week is for Holden Armenta, the young Chiefs fan who wore an Indian headdress and black face paint to the Kansas City football game last week. As Deadspin properly noted, his attire was cultural appropriation, and nobody should be wearing blackface under any circumstances. Now, we do acknowledge that Deadspin may have missed some key facts in this story. First of all, he wasn't actually wearing blackface, but had simply painted half of his face black and the other half red as a sports fan because those are Chiefs colors. Nevertheless, remember the first rule of cancel culture. Always stand with your fellow cancelers. Once Deadspin condemned it as blackface, we were all committed to supporting them. Besides, it's not as if half blackface is really okay, and having half red face while wearing an elaborate feather headdress certainly is anti-indigenous person racism as well. As we often remind our white citizens, just don't wear colors on your face. Half blackface and half red face are just as bad as full blackface or full red face. Blue in Indianapolis, yellow in Green Bay, orange in Illinois, just don't do it. Now yes, we also have learned that this young man's uh, headdress may not be problematic since he actually is of Indian heritage. His grandfather, Raul Armenta, sits on the board of the Chumash tribe in Santa Ynez, California. Nevertheless, again, we affirm that once our fellow cancelers step out in faith to condemn a young boy for being racist, we must all stand as one with those who cancel. But let me take time to correct a mistake some of our newer parishioners have been making. I actually overheard someone say that this boy has been the victim of overly aggressive wokeness. I could not disagree more. Remember the prime directive. The most important thing about our agenda is to continually remind people that our agenda is the most important thing. Therefore, if there are not enough major or legitimate offenses to publicize, it is entirely appropriate to exaggerate minor ones and, when necessary, to even fabricate violations so as to continually inflame emotion with the virtue of our cause. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. Second. Elizabeth Weiss, the San Jose State University anthropology professor who committed at least two heresies worthy of excommunication. Weiss was invited to the American and Canadian Anthropological Association's annual meeting as a panelist to discuss the subject, Why Biological Sex Remains a Necessary Analytical Category in Anthropology. My own area of expertise is physical anthropology. So I was going to talk about bones and how you tell the difference between males and females and how anthropologists over the years have gotten better at determining who was a male and who was a female. Of course. Now realizing the major error they were about to make, the AAA canceled the panel and explained that, quote, there is no place for transphobia in anthropology. This is so true. 
Now, obviously, we celebrate these professional organizations for refusing to discuss any scientific discoveries that might be used to perpetuate the lie that sex differences are a real thing and that they're both binary and part of our basic anatomy. As we all know, sex and gender are mere constructs, and any science that says otherwise is propaganda from the anti-rainbow enemies of the people of the acronym. But what sins did Professor Weiss specifically commit? First, she did an interview with Fox News, as if any scientist should ever be talking with the enemy so openly. Second, in that interview, with the deplorable ones, she complained that modern anthropology was being driven by activism and not by science. I also do think it is the shift from anthropology as a science to anthropology as an activist field that's problematic. We are a bit taken aback by this latter criticism. Because it's not a criticism. It's precisely what we've been chanting in favor of all these years. As the great professor monk Jeremy Springleman taught us, when the science fits our values, we tell people to listen to the science. When the science does not fit our values, we must change the science. And then tell people to listen to the new and improved science. Science itself does not represent truth. Only science that gets the right answers represents truth. And for Wise to tell the Fox News audience how bad this is only serves to reinforce their bigoted and backwards opposition to the true authentic and sacred certified inclusion science of the holy acronym string. All hail the acronym string. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. Finally, we want to take a moment to praise the robust movement in America to overthrow traditional gender oppression through the use of gender-neutral baby names. Yes, as more of our followers make the choice to reproduce, a choice which we emphasize is non-normative, non-mandatory, and non-superior compared to the equally valid and beautiful choice to deny your biological teleology and remain childless, we celebrate the goodness of not imposing a gender identity upon poor defenseless babies by giving them names that so cruelly reveal to other people their anatomical features without their consent. A recent survey showed that many of the most popular baby names for 2024 are completely gender neutral, such as Collins, Harrison, Coulter, Huxley, Noah, Wren, and Sloan. Finally, parents are choosing to conceal the embarrassing anatomical features of their children from society in order to preserve the tabula rasa of sexuality that is every American baby's human birthright. Oh, glorious liberation from the cisgender binarchy. Finally, are we effectively, are, we are effectively waging war against the bigotry embedded in the structure of our child naming protocols. Soon enough, birth certificates can be liberated from the checkboxes indicating a child's sex assigned at birth. We even dream of a future in which people will entirely stop asking those cruel, transphobic questions such as, is it a boy or a girl? And do you know what you're having? And are you going to wait to find out what it is? Of course we're going to wait. We're going to wait until it tells us whatever it really feels, whenever it really feels to do so. Now, there's another aspect of this baby naming strategy we support, and that is aggressively reassigning traditional male names to girls so as to co-opt them into the feminine-leaning side of the gender spectrum. Kelly, Francis, Kim, Allison, Carol, Shannon, Drew, Leslie, Austin, Taylor, and so many others have made the switch. And more are coming, which is good, because this undermines the embedded bias that somehow a boy with a girl name is effeminate and unmanly, whereas a girl with a boy name is she and innovative. Such a view can only be predicated on the misogyny that girls are inferior to boys and that girlishness taints a boy's manliness. Well, I say taint away. Turn all names into girl names so that babies can be free from the cisgender tyranny of sex segregation and the separate but equal gender apartheid our culture currently practices. So good for you, parents of Spencers and Aubreys and Carters and Rivers and Ridleys and Fishers everywhere. Continue to conquer the cognitive space through the aggressive use of misgendered names. 
Let the gender confusion reign supreme. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. As you depart today, please drop a note of affirmation in the It Takes a Village box for Becky Morgan, who has had to make a terrible decision this week. The co-op was temporarily out of plant-based organic spread when she was shopping for her annual non-pilgrim-centric Harvest Moon Festival dinner, and Becky had to use actual cow-derived butter for her sweet potatoes. She felt horrible about it, but didn't want to be judged a bad cook by her mother-in-law. Please forgive her and tell her it'll be okay, eventually. Refreshments this week are provided by Jumpin' Jehoshaphat's Breakfast Cafe, exploring the future of protein with 100% natural grasshopper paste. From our savory locusts Benedict, to jumpers and mash, and even blueberry cricket compote on toast, all of our seven breakfast specials are sure to get you a jump on your day. You can really taste the sustainability. And now, brethren, sisterin, and otherin, having been cleansed of these hurtful words, give each other the holy virtue signal and go forth and transgress no more. 627, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Uh, Jake has got traffic for us. Jake? Mm, yummy grasshoppers. <laughs> um, uh, we're, we're looking Jumpers great. and mash for anyone? <laughs> Jumpers and mash. Oh, man. Oh, all right. So uh, no slowdowns on uh, Cervantes. Bayfront Parkway is checking in uh, without delays this morning. 98 is clear from Navarre into Gulf Breeze. Uh, Three Mile Bridge not showing anything this morning. Davis Highway is clear from the I-10 overpass through Creighton, Brent, and Fairfield. And looks like I-10 and I-110, no accidents reported yet. If you have any traffic info to report this morning, text us, 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? After one week, the truce between Israel and Hamas has ended. The Israeli military says they've resumed combat now in the Gaza Strip, claiming Hamas violated the truce and fired a rocket. A Montana judge blocking the state's TikTok ban from going into effect next year. According to NBC News, a preliminary injunction was issued yesterday that says the bill oversteps state power and infringes on the constitutional rights of users. That TikTok ban was set to go into effect next January. And a Florida man has been arrested and accused of threatening to carry out a mass casualty event yesterday at that highly anticipated Tesla Cybertruck delivery event. 29-year-old Paul Overeem of Orlando reportedly threatened to shoot people during the Cybertruck delivery. Uh, he was arrested uh, Tuesday as he arrived in Austin, Texas. From Florida. This whole Cybertruck thing is fascinating to me. I had forgotten a little bit. I went back because we talked about this yesterday, but uh, I had gone back to kind of watch the video. Do you remember the video when they tried to break the glass and then did? Uh, Franz, could you try to break this glass, please? I had thought it was a sledgehammer. It was a steel ball that he threw at the thing. And he's like, are you sure? Sure. Yeah. Oh, my God. A little sensor well, in there. <laughs> Maybe it that did was break. a little too hard. Yeah. Uh, maybe you threw it too hard. Uh, try okay. it again on the other glass. So that's, a, that's a plus side. Let's try the right. Try that one, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah, sure, break sure. them both. <laughs> oh, man. It didn't go through. <laughs> yeah, at least it didn't go all the way through. You know, fix it in post. No, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. Oh, man. Elon has had some other news this week. We might get to that a little bit later in the show. Uh, David, thanks for the update. What do you have coming up next? Well... I'm not sure yet. Other local <laughs> news after Fox. <laughs> Fox News, I'm Gianna Gelosi. Adore, 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 adore.
Sirens blaring in Israel as the ceasefire with Hamas ends and the fighting resumes. The strongest strikes have been in the southern part of the Gaza Strip. That is a Hamas stronghold. How do we get here? Well, both sides are blaming each other. After over 100 hostages were freed, Israel says Hamas did not present an adequate set of new captives to be released. Fox's Greg Palcott in Israel, two of America's most prominent governors duking it out in prime time during the great red versus blue state debate between governors Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom. There's one thing in closing that we have in common is neither of us will be the nominee for our party in 2024. Newsom isn't running for president. DeSantis is, but he trails Donald Trump. The debate aired on Fox's Hannity. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 631 at News Radio 92, 369 degrees. Whole lot of clouds out there right now. Constitutional amendments that would legalize recreational marijuana and allow abortion until fetal viability would both pass in Florida. This is according to a new University of North Florida poll. The abortion one we have at 62% support, 29% oppose, which is significant because in Florida you need to get to 60% plus one in order for these constitutional amendments to pass. And that is UNF pollster Michael Bender, and he says 67% of Floridians would give the thumbs up to these amendments, uh, especially the one to legalize recreational marijuana. Escambia County looking for public input on how to use money obtained through the National Opioid Settlement. The survey can be completed online at myescambia.com, or you can print it and drop it off at any county library or community center. Uh, it can also be emailed to homelessness at myescambia.com. Governor Ron DeSantis says people are leaving California and headed to Florida for lower taxes. Well, well right. I mean, uh, they tax too much. They regulate too much. They have a political agenda. It's not a good climate for business. They've lost a lot of companies. That from last night's big red versus blue state debate, the governor says uh, that uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom is also a supporter of the Biden administration, which uh, DeSantis says has ruined the economy. Newsom says uh, the Biden administration is creating jobs and touted Bidenomics during the event last night. The state attorney's office says a Pensacola man will spend 15 years in prison after his 16th felony conviction. 44-year-old Bunny Brown was arrested last year in May after a high-speed chase. He was found guilty of fleeing and eluding law enforcement officers. Prosecutors say Brown was driving over 65 miles an hour through residential neighborhoods. Prior felony convictions include kidnapping, aggravated assault, and drug possession. State Senator Doug Broxson says fired service taxes are out of whack in Santa Rosa County. He'd like to address that soon. We have homeowners that are paying $7,000 a year or more for fire service. We have the same value of home in a different part of the county that would pay less than $500. So we wanted to even that out and say, let's have a fair system for everyone. Currently, the uh, fire service tax can vary. It can depend on assessed home values, fees, square footage. Broxton tells Channel 3 he's proposing a flat rate service tax, which would see everybody pay $250. Escambia County has their shot spotter system up and running. The Pensacola Police Department says they're a couple weeks away yet from launching theirs. Once it's activated, though, that system will automatically detect gunshots and dispatch officers. Both systems will also be tied into a real-time crime center next year at the sheriff's office.
it'll get ironed out very quickly. And a, a real crime, a real time crime center is something that uh, we've needed for a very long time. So kudos to uh, uh, Sheriff Simmons and, and the folks over there to, to for getting that going. And that's uh, PPD spokesman Mike Wood there. He says that PPD will even have officers working at that real time crime center once it's launched. Sheriff Chip Simmons told News Radio that could be as soon as this January. Six thirty-five at News Radio, and let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. Jake, what are you seeing? Well, I ten and I one ten checking in clear this morning. Highway ninety-eight through Gulf Breeze, Navarre, and Winhaven. No slowdowns to report. Highway ninety out of Milton through Pace is flowing. Uh, scenic highway, no accidents to uh, showing on the map right now. Uh, if you see anything out there slowing you down this morning, let us know. Four three seven sixteen twenty. This is News Radio ninety two three, informative, local, dependable. Thank you very much. Now a look at our Channel Three weather forecast. Warmer and humid weather has arrived here to North. Northwest Florida with low temperatures in the mid to upper 60s the next couple of days and highs will be in the 70s through Sunday. Rain chances are here too. We'll have a decent chance of showers and thunderstorms throughout the day and evening hours here on Friday. Keep an umbrella close by, but the highest chance for rain absolutely has to be overnight into Saturday morning. So that's when you need to be most weather aware. Lingering showers will continue through the day on Saturday and into Sunday. That's your weather forecast. I'm meteorologist Joseph Newbauer here at WEAR News. Right now it is cloudy in 69 in Pensacola, 70 in Gulf Breeze, 63 in Milton. Our next news at 7, breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. I'm Dom Savino with Your Money Now. The weight loss drug market is booming, estimated to grow to $100 billion by 2030. But Pfizer is still on the outside looking in. The drug maker says it will stop developing the, tri- the twice-daily version of its experimental weight loss pill after a high rate of adverse reactions in a mid-stage trial. Still, Pfizer says it's moving forward with a once-daily version of the drug. Shares are down 4% pre-market. Labor peace at Ford Motor came with a cost. The automaker says its new contract with the UAW will add nearly $9 billion in costs over the life of the pact. Ford adds the contract will tack on about $900 in cost per vehicle by the by 2028. On Wall Street, futures are mixed as investors await comments this morning from Fed Chair Jerome Powell. They want to see what he'll say about Fed interest rate plans for the new year. The belief that cuts are coming sooner than later fueled a record November for stocks. The S&P 500 posted a 9% gain in November. That's your money now. A holiday message from Jackson Hewitt. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to get money the same day. Starting December 11th, walk into a Jackson Hewitt for an early loan on your tax refund, and you could walk out with up to a thousand bucks. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to get money. Listen out, would be cray. Appointments go fast. Book yours now at jacksonhewitt.com. Early refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Finance charge applies. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. I've been taking Nutrafol for about a year. I've been taking Nutrafol just over four and a half years. My hair was thinning. I just gave birth. I was under a lot of stress. I like Nutrafol because it's drug-free and the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. My hair feels thicker. Stronger. The breakage is less. Nutrafol has taken me back to the hair I was meant to have. Join the 1 million people growing at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Today at 1030, join the Pensacola Humane Society on the Pensacola Expert Panel. They believe every wag of a tail, every purr, and every gentle nuzzle is a gift worth cherishing. Their dedicated team of volunteers works tirelessly to provide shelter, care, and love to animals in need. Learn how you can give back by becoming a volunteer or adopting or fostering a furry friend. 
Listen today at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Oh, I love this restaurant. Glad we got a table quickly. What, what does that sign say? Caution, wet floor? No, right next to it. If you are 60 or older, you may be at increased risk of serious consequences from RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, compared to adults younger than 60. Huh, I didn't know that. Not all dangers come with warning labels. Talk to your pharmacist or doctor about getting vaccinated against RSV today. RSV vaccines, including Pfizer's, are available. Learn more at bewareofrsv.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. This is Joe Ford with Pensacola Right Now. I can happily wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. I can't wait to spend the next month listening to Christmas music and giving my nine-month-old little girl her first screenings of The Santa Claus, Home Alone, A Charlie Brown Christmas, and of course, It's a Wonderful Life. Merry Christmas from my family and from all of us at News Radio 92.3. Merry Christmas. <laughs> News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. some news for the shorties and the fatties, which is something I can't say anymore thanks to a new law passed in New York City. A new law that bans discrimination based on a person's weight and height went into effect last week. Mayor Adams signed the legislation six months ago. The law adds height and weight to characteristics that are protected from discrimination when it comes to housing and jobs. Other issues involve age, race, gender, religion, and sexual orientation, also characteristics protected by law. That's right, New York City is banning discrimination based on height and weight. So congrats on your mama finally be able to rent that apartment. <laughs> Michelle Wolf has been filling on The Daily Show all this week, and uh, she's shrill and vulgar, and I love her. <laughs> she's just, I, I don't know. I don't, I, it's not all that often they get all these different fill-ins. I'm like, mm, that person's okay, that person. No, I, she's very entertaining. I enjoy her. Um, I mean, she's represents everything I stand against, right, in terms of, like, viewpoint. But that's okay. Comedy is comedy. And she's, she's funny. It's just too bad that there's no good way to share this news that the people that it's meant to protect... You know, like, hey, John, good news. You can't discriminate based on height or weight anymore. Why are you telling me that? <laughs> uh, no reason. Just spread the news, little guy. I mean, big guy. I mean, <laughs> guy, guy. How do you tell him? <laughs> That's great. 437-1620-437-1620. Um, very serious story out of Russia. I don't know if you saw this, but um, this is the kind of thing that explains the difference between authoritarian, totalitarian-style regimes, whether they're so-called democracies or not. I don't know that anybody really believes that Russia has free and fair elections, but okay. Um, nevertheless, you know, Putin is the president again and again and again and again and again and again. And um, now the Russian Supreme Court has issued a ruling banning LGBTQ activism. So there's been a long series of developments in this d direction. Okay, it's this is not like some sudden thing. It it, it currently you're, it's not illegal to be gay, 
Uh, it's not illegal to be in a gay relationship. Uh, it is illegal to – there's no gay marriage in Russia right now. Okay, And they have been like kind of said, moving down this path for quite some time. In 2013, uh, the Kremlin uh, passed legislation restricting – Uh, Gay propaganda, what they called, banned any public endorsement of non-traditional sexual relations among minors, okay, at the time. In 2020, they reformed the Constitution, uh, a whole bunch of things put forward by Putin, and that outlawed same-sex marriage. After the invasion of Ukraine in 2022, the Kremlin ramped up its campaign against what it calls the West's degrading influence in what rights advocates, uh, LGBT uh, rights advocates, saw as an attempt to legitimize the war. The same year, authorities adopted a law banning propaganda of, quote, non-traditional sexual relations among adults, also effectively outlawing any public endorsement of LGBT people. Uh, Another law passed this year prohibited gender transitioning procedures and gender-affirming care for transgender people. Uh, And so a lot of things have been going, as Putin said at the time, do we really want to have here in our country, in Russia, parent number one, number two, number three, instead of mom and dad. That was in a speech last September. Do we really want perversions that lead to degradation and extinction to be imposed in our schools from the primary grades? Um, Here's the thing about this most recent decision by the Supreme Court. It was done behind closed doors. Nobody was present. It was four hours long. Justice ministry representatives were allowed in. No defendant. Journalists not allowed in the room. I mean, none of this is really that surprising. Um, The judge issued by uh, Oleg Nefedov was the justice. And um, everything about the case is classified. So... Their Supreme Court made a ruling that nobody knows what it is, nobody knows how far it extends or exactly what the penalties might be, but apparently what it means is that you cannot advocate, right? You cannot advocate in favor of gay rights in Russia. Now, you know me. I'm Certainly nobody would accuse me of being the big defender of gay rights, okay? I have very traditional views about marriage and sexuality, as if you listen to transgressors, you know this is the case. Uh, but as an American... And as somebody who believes in the importance of free speech, I think that everybody's viewpoint ought to be protected, regardless of whether I think that viewpoint is wrong. The only way you can have a participative democracy, a real, meaningful, participative democracy, is if you protect the right of people you disagree with to have their say. I want my right to use satire to be protected. I want my right to advocate for traditional sexual norms or gender binarism or cisgenderism or whatever you want to call it. I want my right to say those things protected, and I want every LGBT activist right to advocate for what they believe. I want them them protected too. Now, there are going to be certain domains within which the state needs to take a stand. And it all it always will take a stand, okay? I think the state should stand in favor of traditional sexual norms precisely because those are the ones upon which the society actually depends. But that doesn't mean that you stifle, especially the expression of contrary ideas, especially by adults. Children in schools, eh, that's a different domain. You know, it's okay to stand for certain... And by the way, if you believe that in the school... Every viewpoint ought to be allowed and pro-LGBT viewpoints ought to be allowed. You are also taking a stand in favor of a certain viewpoint. That's not neutrality. There's no such thing as neutral. The kids are going to be taught something. If they're taught traditional sexual norms, that's something they're being taught. If they're taught that there are no traditional sexual norms and everything goes, that is also a position. So there is no such thing as neutrality in the school. It's a question of which side is going to have its view most, most manifestly represented. So... But, the, but again, for adults in the open society, 
where people should be allowed to speak their piece. I want religious disagreements to be aired. I want political disagreements to be aired. I want gender and uh, sexual morality disagreements to be aired. I want I want everything out in the open. I want people to be able to talk about stuff. And that is a view that represents my belief in, for example, democracy and the human right of speech. Whereas in Russia, they don't believe in that. Their opposition to so-called modern sexuality, I share that general impulse. But I'm not going to endorse this because I think that a country has to be self-governing and self-governing based on discussion, civility, tolerance of disagreement, persuasion, and then trying to live as a community, not enforcing it through secret dictates of a Supreme Court that behind closed doors outlaws speech that it doesn't like its citizens to engage in. 647 on News Radio 92.3. Jake's got traffic for us. Jake? Well, we're looking good out there this morning. I-10 and I-110 checking in clear. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze, Navarre, and Winhaven Beach is uh, looking good. No accidents reported. Highway 90 out of Milton uh, through Pace is flowing. Scenic Highway, no accidents. Uh, if you're headed south through Cantonment, Highway 29 is at posted speeds. This traffic report is brought to you by Lowe's. Save big every day during their 25 days of deals at Lowe's. Shop daily deals for the whole home. Lowe's 25 days of deals. If you see anything out there, have any traffic tips to report, 437-1620 is our traffic tip line number, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Just one last kind of brief follow-up on this whole issue. The, the real danger of totalitarianism is partially that it suppresses community, it suppresses speech, it inhibits human rights. Yeah, I mean, obviously. But what it also does is it always opens up the possibility of the tyranny of the other thing. Right? There's always this danger where you see a view that you sort of favor being enshrined in the law. And then you think, oh, that's fantastic. Yes, my side's winning. But, but other people get elected with other views. And then because you have set up this principle of enshrine that in the law and coerce other people, guess what? Other people wind up being in power. And then they feel like, well, you know, I can use the law to enforce my views against you. That's why this whole idea of genuine tolerance, which is not where you agree with other people, Tolerance actually requires you to disagree. This is a very misunderstood concept. You have to think a thing is wrong before you can tolerate it. But you should tolerate an awful lot of stuff because what you want, Golden Rule-esque, is you want other people to tolerate you when they think you're wrong and not try to you know, economically leverage you to get out of your job or to punish your business because they disagree with your viewpoint. These are all elements of tolerance and free speech that even if government censorship is not involved— that's still a form of authoritarianism. Using force to coerce other people, what to say to other people, that is totalitarian, even if it's not using government. 649 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. For the fitness enthusiast on your list, your first stop should be Running Wild. Running Wild specializes in fitting every person to the proper shoe, apparel, and training designed for their unique needs. Sometimes that perfect gift is a gift certificate. Running Wild takes pride in serving, teaching, and encouraging customers to reach new goals. The experts at Running Wild are ready to help you find the perfect gift with locations in Pensacola and Fairhope. Follow them on Facebook or shop online at WeRunWild.com. Looking for unique and one-of-a-kind gift ideas this holiday season? Look no further. Berman Proper, an amazing gift shop nestled in Gulf Breeze Proper, has a wide selection of gifts, custom engraving, and local products. They also have one of the largest selections of coastal Christmas ornaments and decor that you need to see. Prim and Proper has gifts for everyone on your list, including yourself. 
Proven Proper is located in your neighborhood Walmart shopping center in Gulf Breeze Proper and online at priminproper.com. Delicious seafood is what you'll find at David's Catfish House. David's Catfish serves only the best Mississippi catfish, fresh Gulf seafood, and delicious homemade sides. Weekday specials include two times Tuesday, six free shrimp added to the six-piece dinner. Wednesdays offer lunch basket specials and everyone's favorite, Shrimp-tastic Thursday, five bucks off all-you-can-eat shrimp. Serving fresh seafood daily. Visit David's Catfish House on Dogwood Drive in Milton and New Warrington Road in Pensacola. See you at David's. Hey, this is Dr. Ben McMillan. I do a show on the Pensacola Expert Panel. We talk about your health problems. Let me educate you about the Activator Method of Adjusting, which offers a safe and effective alternative to traditional manual adjustments. So whether you've been hurt in a car accident or been suffering from back or neck pain, chiropractic care could be your solution and not just a temporary fix. Join me this morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Happy New Year. News Radio 923. Can I just say, like, every time that music hits, Jake, who is a professional drummer in his other life, he always drums it with his hands and because he's a drummer and he knows when you're actually supposed to hit the beats, um, he does it at a time when I don't do in my head. I don't do it that way, <laughs> so I love it. That gasoline yeah. part, you know, it's yeah. it's a cumbia beat, which is boom, check em, check em, pack em, pack. I love it. So anyway, I just love that little you know upbeat it, part. It's a great reminder that I don't know anything about music. Uh, three twenty four <laughs> is the national average for gas in Florida. It's three sixteen in Mississippi. It's two seventy six in California, where Gavin Newsom is the governor. It is four eighty three. Uh, <laughs> despite what he said last night that it's those evil, wicked, price-gouging gas companies. Okay, that's the reason your gas is, you know, 50% higher than the national average. Anyway, uh, let's see. In uh, Navarre, which is not California, thank goodness, 378 east of the Walmart, 266 west of the Walmart. Again, I do not know why the price discrepancy, but there it is. Uh, 289 at the, I think this is the Liberty in uh, Tiger Point, if I'm not mistaken. It is, indeed. Uh, 299 at the, uh, let's see if that's at the uh, Exxon in Gulf Breeze proper. 271 at the Raceway in Milton. Two, gosh, is that right? 294? That's not a good price. Let's find you a different one. Uh, the Daybreak Market. I have never been there, but apparently there's a place called that <laughs> on Highway 90 going through uh, P Ridge. And then 299 at the stations in Pace. Uh, 271 on Nine Mile at the Walmart. Uh, gosh, don't go at the Murphy in front of the Walmart on US 29. Go to the Raceway on West Nine Mile. That's got 279. Coming in from the southwest side looks like 291 at the Murphy on Navy. Gas prices are all over the place everywhere today. So, again, we're in a weird price shift right now. Get it low if you can. 653 News Radio 923. David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David. A New York appeals court is reinstating the gag order against former President Donald Trump in his civil fraud trial. Trump and his attorneys are once again prohibited from making public statements about the courtroom staff. That order had been temporarily lifted two weeks ago. Opening statements are set for Monday in the assault trial of actor Jonathan Majors in New York City. Jury selection ended Thursday. That trial expected to take two weeks before deliberations begin. Majors is charged with assault and aggravated harassment uh, for an incident related to his ex-girlfriend. 
And there's a new rule from the EPA that would require all utilities to replace lead drinking water pipes within the decade. A new lead and copper proposal would require utilities to replace the lines regardless of lead levels registered in water samples. You know, what's weird about that is it's hard to argue against it, you know, but for cost. But also my understanding, I am not an expert in this arena, but my understanding is that unless you get some very weird situation like Flint, Michigan, anywhere that has lead pipes, they have liners in them. In fact, there's this whole technology about inserting these liners inside the lead pipe so that the water never touches the lead. And obviously, if something happens to that pipe, it can be an issue, but that just doesn't happen very often. And so it's there just aren't water pipes that are containing, you know, the water doesn't contain lead, which is why they test it all the time. And as you said, regardless of whether it doesn't test positive for the presence of lead. So, I mean, it's a weird rule. It's hard to disagree with. You don't want to be like the pro lead pipe person uh, right. <laughs> unless you're playing Clue. But, uh, you know, it's still, it's just, I don't know. It, it, I, I feel like it's a little bit misleading when the EPA sort of acts as if, you know, it's there's lead pipes everywhere in the United States. So anyway, just And when you think about how many of those pipes there are and the oh cost God. to replace them, oh, it's yeah. going to drive Enormous. costs up crazy. You know? which, so. which, which is why they put liners in instead of replacing them entirely with, with copper or some other substance. That's exactly right. Uh, David, thanks so much for the update. 655 on News Radio 92.3. Jake Scott, Traffic on the Fives. Oh, well, I, was, I thought you were going for future excited. news. All right, Kelly, it's, come it's back. It's been that kind of day for me, man. <laughs> I'm just, I didn't have coffee this morning. I went with uh, tea. And dude, Why? it is. It, I don't know. I, I just you I wasn't less feeling flavor? coffee. Yeah, yeah. You feeling British? Yeah. I just I don't know. I had coffee yesterday for the watching the debate and everything, and ah. I just. Oh, I did just, you step and watch it? Yeah, I tried oh, to, man. I, I was dozing, but I, I tried with some coffee. I just couldn't do it this morning. Now I'm on the tea, and I just don't know what's going on. Spilling the tea. Um. All right. So we're looking good around town. Nice Nothing back, by the way. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, no major accidents or anything to report this morning. Uh, the traffic light at Highway 29 and Atmore cutoff, uh, that's uh, stuck green north and south. So um, if you're on the side streets coming in, uh, you're, you're not going to have any, any, uh, any light there to, to help you out. So uh, just be careful in that area until they get that fixed. Uh, I-10 and I-110 checking in clear. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze, Navarre, and Windhaven. No accidents reported. Highway 90 out of Milton. Uh, is looking good so far. If uh, if you're headed south through Cantonment, that Highway 29, uh, where is that in Molino? The the Atmore cutoff. I'm still learning uh, that area. You know, I'm not great at the boundaries for that. Right. I'm, I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll look on the map. Yeah, it's far north, and I'd say that. Yes. Ex- yeah, exactly. If you see anything else out there, uh, let us know. Thank you for your traffic tips this morning. 437-1620, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, and dependable. And not it's, quite yet. Yeah, not quite okay. yet. Don't All get right. too eager. I got my hand on the mouse. Okay. So a uh, big ruling came down yesterday. Uh, Florida Supreme Court said that Marcy's Law doesn't protect police officers from being uh, having their names disclosed when they're involved in uh, deadly shootings. And even the release of the victims of crime name doesn't get protection under Marcy's Law. This was a real surprise coming out of the Supreme Court. A unanimous decision, by the way. Uh, 6-0, I think it was, authored by Just, uh, Justice John Curiel. And basically, the 27-page opinion does not protect a victim of a crime's right to... Un, uh, to uh, it's a, it's a, this says unanimity. It's anonymity. Anonymity, yeah. <laughs> Somebody quoted, and they used the wrong word. Anyway, uh, we conclude that Marcy's law does not guarantee to a victim the categorical right to withhold his or her name from disclosure. Because the law says that you have to protect crime victims from being located or being harassed, and the the claim from the Supreme Court was that simply identifying the victim 
does not inherently prote- does not inherently make them at risk for being targeted or harassed. I mean, most people kind of common sense would say, well, if you can't figure out who they are, then you can't figure out where they are and how to harass them. So that's why. But the Supreme Court said, no, identities are not protected, just locations and other information that might help you harass or victimize them further. And since regular victims are not protected in their identity being disclosed, then police officers are also not protected in their identity being disclosed. So, like I said, a real surprise. I wonder if the legislature might not take up a revision of this law coming up this session to get the law to be what has been in practice, which is to protect victims and cops. But we'll see. That very, very uh, big uh, ruling that came down yesterday. Uh, 659 on News Radio 92.3. Now future news without the music. It's, it's fine. Um, all right, Alabama and Georgia. That's, that's the big event over the weekend. Alabama plays Georgia. Who's, who's going to win this game? Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, I think Georgia's going to win. Uh, also, FSU, will they survive Louisville in the championship? Yes. Yeah, I think they will. So uh, I don't think we're going to see any big shakeups. The real question is going to be Washington and Oregon. That's the question. Stream us at newsradio923.com. News Radio 923. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.